This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Episode 53, Six Things to Let Go of in 2019. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful, but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I use my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which help transform my life with you. So you can live Life Amplified. Greetings from my new home in La Jolla, California. So good to be back. Happy New Year to you and welcome to Life Amplified. First of all, my sincere apologies. We missed an episode last week. I really wanted to give you some inspiring content to start the new year. And unfortunately, the universe had other plans. You might remember last episode, I was on the road from a hotel room in the middle of my big cross-country move, driving from Manhattan to California. And as luck would have it, after going through I don't know how many states over the course of five days... After driving through a blizzard and suffering awful winter weather in New Mexico, after living off garbage fast food, because that's all you can find off the interstate on one of these cross-country road trips, so after eating like crap and punishing my body and drinking too much soda to have the caffeine to stay awake through the drive, uh, once I got here, my body just crapped out, guys. I started out the year with the flu. I started out with about five days of laryngitis. In fact, some of you listening might have been there for the live stream trainings that I did for the New Year's jump starts. It did like over four and a half hours of training over four days. And you heard me talking like a frog and almost whispering by the end of it just because I had no voice and it made it impossible to record a podcast. However, I am back and I got to tell you that road trip really gave me some powerful lessons that I know that I'm taking with me into 2019. First and foremost, the fact that Even the best laid plans don't always work out the way that you planned. (laughs) You know, when I I plotted my route to leave from New York, it made sense to take the southernmost route cross-country because the thought of driving through the mountains of Colorado 
like late in December when there's probably going to be snowstorms. I was like, well, I don't have time for that. I don't want to get stranded. So I'll take the southernmost route. And sure enough, as I drove from Oklahoma down through Texas and on to New Mexico, I encountered a blizzard with like a foot of snow. It slowed me down. Uh, there was one day uh, as I crossed into the New Mexico border, none of the roads were plowed. There was probably eight inches of snow standing on the middle of the interstate, and it was a parking lot. Nobody was moving. There were accidents everywhere. Tractor trailers were jackknifed, and there was at one point on the interstate, everybody had their car in park and was just out walking along the interstate. I was walking my dog. I was mingling with the other travelers. It was like 12 degrees outside. Like, it sounds kind of funny to talk about, but in the moment, it was so stressful because I was doing this trip by myself. There was nobody with me to alternate the driving, and there was an 11-hour stretch in the car where I might have made about two hours of driving progress. And it's funny that when you're in that and the stress response, and I'm sure you've been there in other areas of your life, it is so easy to go to the negative thinking, even for me. And I teach this, and I'm a coach, and I'm a podcaster, and I'm an author, but if I am not consciously directing my mind during times of stress, I go off the rails too. So I found myself in these stories of, oh God, this is a sign. I'm not supposed to move to California. Then I start obsessing over the cost of living increase, you know, with where I'm moving to. And, oh, what if my business falls apart? And, you know, I had just catastrophized my life to the point where I was like, you know, what if I don't even get there in time, you know, to get my keys? And then I'm stranded in a hotel for three more days with my dog because of the holidays. Every negative thought imaginable, I was guilty of it. And I couldn't see a path. I was like, oh, my God, all of New Mexico is going to be a disaster like this. And sure enough, two miles later, I got to Albuquerque. And once I was in a more metropolitan area of the state, all the roads were plowed, completely clear. And I was able to pick right back up, 70 miles an hour, and do the next leg of the trip. And, you know, the metaphor in all this is that for you right now, there is somebody listening to my voice where life feels overwhelming and you are in so deep whether it be financially in debt or with health issues or in a relationship that's gone south, you're at a dead end in your career and you can't imagine the road ahead being clear for you. You can't imagine a clearer, more direct path to the life that you want to create. And yet, it could just be one more mile away. It could be another day away. It could be next month. But it's just laws of nature, right? That after every snowstorm, the weather settles down. After a rainstorm, the sun comes out again. You know, that after every dark night, the sun rises. It's the laws of the universe. I mean, this is what we've learned through science, even at a molecular level. If you look at atoms, they're expanding and contracting. You know, when you go to the ocean, the tide rolls in, the tide rolls out. There is a natural rhythm and flow to our experience here in life. And there's going to be times when you're in a contraction. Like I said, your career, your relationship, your finances, your health. But on the other side of it, just on the other side of wanting to give up, there's always an expansion. Things will get better. That was certainly the case for me. And even in the, the 10 days that I've been here in California, there's been amazing new business opportunities that have presented themselves. And I really feel this huge sense of momentum when on the 30th of December, 
I had catastrophized my life and just thought I should, you know, set up shop in New Mexico somewhere at a meth lab and be like Walter White in Breaking Bad because that would be the only path to income for me. So whatever you're going through, know that it's going to get better. And I think that the content this week that I have for you is really going to help set you up for success. And this has been inspired now that I've been here in this apartment and it took me another week to get my furniture and I haven't even had Wi-Fi. So I've been, like, uh, stealing Wi-Fi from the common room of the building that I'm living in. (laughs) Which means at night there's nothing to do but watch a lot of Netflix. Like many of you, because I've seen a lot of people talking about it online, uh, I've been watching some of this Marie Kondo show, Tidying Up. She is the woman who wrote the book in 2014, The Art of Tidying Up, and it's all about reducing the clutter in your physical space, living a more minimalist lifestyle, and that when things are cleaner in your environment, you feel less stress. But her emotional cue that she uses with people both in the book and on the TV show is to take inventory of the things that you own in your life. You know, if you're a hoarder, if you're a pack rat, to really hold those things in your hand and ask yourself, does this spark joy in my life? And if the answer is no, toss that item, get rid of it. You don't need to hang on to the box of Beanie Babies that you thought were going to become collector's items worth a million dollars and they never really picked up value. You can let that go. You can go through your clothes drawer and get rid of some of those old clothes that you haven't worn in years anyway. And I believe in this and I subscribe to it. And in fact, as I've been going through boxes of my stuff that's shown up here... I've been reducing a lot of clutter, throwing out old clothes and just old things that I've carried with me from state to state on my travels. But isn't it funny that when you watch people right now on Instagram and on Facebook, everybody is analyzing whether their sock drawer brings them joy or sparks joy in their life. But you're not asking this in the big areas. You're not asking this about your career. (laughs) You're not tidying up there and letting go of the jobs that don't serve you. You're hanging on to crappy relationships where you don't feel seen or heard or supported or loved by your partner. So what if there were some ways that we could emotionally create space in our lives? Because thoughts are things. And if you look at neuroscience and if you look at high performance studies, what we've learned is the human brain can only focus on about five to seven things at one time. And here's the million dollar question. What are the things you're focusing on? Do you wake up in the morning digging into your email, focusing on five things that you have to do at work for your employer while you're completely disregarding your dreams, your goals, while you're not going to the gym again because you feel overwhelmed by work? Are you getting up and focusing on the things that happened to you in the past and allowing that to keep you stuck living in 20 years ago instead of being in the present? Are you hanging on to anger and resentment or guilt, shame, all those low vibration emotions that bring you down? Because if that's where your focus is, how can you ever have the mental bandwidth to creatively problem solve the obstacles in your life? How can you get that inspiration for your next career or your dream business? If you're focusing on all the old things that happened to you and the old hurt, how are you present to look for that person who could be your soulmate in your ideal relationship right now? So this episode is about mental feng shui, and there's six things that I would love for you to give up this year to create more space for love, creativity, connection, purpose, joy, 
all of life's bounty that you are worthy of. You are inherently worthy of it. But we have just got to clean some room off the shelf top so that we can put more of the things you want up there. That's what we're digging into. Six things to let go of this week on Life Amplified. Happy New Year. I saw a friend recently mention this on Facebook recently. He said, life is like monkey bars. In order to move forward, you have to let go. If you're hanging on to the bar that you're at, you're never going to be able to advance. So what are the best things that we can release? What are the things that no longer serve us that are truly keeping us from creating an amplified life, an amplified career, amplified relationships? I would suggest the first thing that you need to let go of this year is blame. Ooh, that's a tough one, right? You know, so often we concoct these stories and we blame our parents or we blame the kid who bullied us when we were in grade school. We blame our jerk of a boss or our employer for not seeing our value. And all those are really convenient, but it helps us to avoid one simple truth. Because if you are certain that other people are to blame for the circumstances of your life, It's an easy way to be certain. You don't have to look yourself in the mirror and ask, what is my responsibility in all this? How am I also creating these things that I don't want in my life? So many of you are staying stuck right now because you look at where you're at in your finances, in your health, in your relationships, in your job, in your sense of mission, and you're using that as evidence of what you believe you're worthy of in the future. You look at your bank balance when you get on your phone and you say, this is all that I'm ever going to have. You roll over in the morning and maybe you're just next to your dog or your cat and you're like, you know what? Relationships just aren't meant for me. That's not my lot in life. Or you get betrayed in a relationship and you create these stories that everybody's manipulative. Everybody's a cheater. But those beliefs that you have are creating a self-fulfilling prophecy that continues to perpetuate more of the same. It's giving you more of what you don't want. And you're creating this endless feedback loop of lack, of scarcity, of suffering, of pain. And it doesn't have to be that way. So what I'm going to share with you today is a spiritual law. And this might be triggering for you. You might not want to hear this. It's probably easier for you to blame other people in your life. Somebody's going to listen to me say this and say, well, Dan, you don't get my life. No, you know, maybe I don't know the special circumstances of your life, but I can tell you I've been through a lot of crap and I've dealt with clients who have been through horrendous situations. And when they can truly adopt the concept that I'm giving you today, when they can integrate this, not just intellectually understand it, but integrate it, it becomes a game changer. There is a spiritual law of cause and effect. And what it states is that every effect has a specific and predictable cause and that every cause or action in our life has has a specific and predictable effect. So what this means is whatever you're experiencing in your life right now, whatever the circumstances, it's the effect that is a result of a cause. Here's the part you're going to hate. You are the cause. Every thought, every idea, every belief you hold is a cause that will create the effects of your life. That's a bitter pill to swallow. I get it. 
So when you accept the law of cause and effect, what it means is, is that you have to release yourself from blaming your parents for your childhood. You have to stop blaming the government. You have to stop blaming your partner or your employer for why you're not happy. And it puts the responsibility back on you to create the change. Somebody right now is angry listening to this. They're saying, well, Dan, I didn't choose to get into an abusive relationship. Well, maybe not consciously. You had the best intentions when you got into that relationship, but what is the moment that your spidey senses went off and you knew something wasn't right? When was the moment that you knew your partner might not be honest with you? When's the moment when they lost their temper and made you feel unsafe and you justified it and stayed? And I'm not saying that you deserved to have any of these negative experiences, these moments of victimization happen to you. Unfortunately, we live in a world where victimization happens on a regular basis. It happens physically, emotionally, sexually, financially. Victimization happens, but it is a moment in time. Being a victim, that's an identity that we take on. And it's very hard to move beyond the past once we have integrated something as our identity. But you can change the story if you can start to identify with something beyond what happened to you and you can risk being seen, you can start to change your life. Tony Robbins talks about the idea of blame. He says we have to blame intelligently. You know, that you can't just blame the people who hurt you in your life for the negative things that it's created. You know, low self-esteem or lack of confidence. You have to blame them for the good things that came out of that too. You have to blame them for showing you that you're stronger than you ever realized. That you're self-reliant. That you are a survivor. That you can make it through the lowest of the lows. So it can be the people who hurt us the most in our life who are our greatest teachers. They're showing us an inner strength and a power that maybe we haven't given ourselves credit for until now. So I'm all for removing blame out of your life altogether. This is something that I'm really resolving to do in 2019. But if you're going to blame, blame intelligently, like Tony says. You know, because that will keep you focused on all the positive qualities that have emerged from the suffering that you've gone through. I've talked before about Viktor Frankl, wrote the book Man's Search for Meaning, went through terrible suffering at the hands of the Nazis. He was in a prison camp. He watched his family get murdered. On the back end, he created Logos Therapy from that experience. You know, so it was only from the suffering that he created a tool that changed the world. And the same is true for you. So eliminate blame. If you must hang on to it, blame intelligently. That's the first thing that we want to let go of in 2019 to create the life you want and deserve. And this idea of blame leads us to the second thing that we want to let go of. And perhaps the hardest for me in my life. I've been known in the past to hold grudges for the people who have wronged me. And again, another habit that doesn't serve you, it keeps you living at the level of the trauma that happened or at the hurt that happened. We want to let go of grudges and resentment, which means we need to step into the F word, friends. Forgiveness. You know, I was at a retreat in December in Orlando that really helped me reframe the idea of forgiveness in a powerful way. I'm going to give you the definition of forgiveness that I wrote down at this retreat. And for somebody out there, this is going to crack you wide open this year. Forgiveness, all it is, is giving up any hope that the past can be different. 
Forgiveness is just about acceptance. It doesn't mean that we like what happened, but it's also a recognition that you can't go back and rewrite a chapter that's already been published. You can write a new chapter on the back end. You can change how you relate to the past, but the past can't be different. Somebody out there listening right now, I want you to know, I know that you were hurt by somebody in your life, and I have so much empathy for you, and I'm sending you love. But forgiveness is really a self-focused tool. It's not about forgiving the person who hurt you because they deserve it or what they did was okay. It's simply about releasing yourself from the past. Think about the analogy of the butterfly. The butterfly gets its wings as it wiggles out of the cocoon. As it wiggles out and tries to find a way out of there, it's been trapped, it's been constricted, and then it's able to stretch its wings. But it's the struggle of getting out of the cocoon that creates the ability to transform and fly. So could you write a new empowering story about the setbacks and the struggles that you've had in your life? And can you forgive the past as a way just to set yourself free? One of my favorite quotes on the podcast was Chris Lee talking about giving forgiveness. And his mantra is, I forgive you and I'm free. He doesn't say, I forgive you and you're okay, you're blessed, you're free. He says, I forgive you because I'm free. And that is just stuck with me because there's some areas where I'm really, really working on that in my life this year. And chances are, if you're a human being (laughs) listening to this podcast, you've gone through some hurt too. So that is something that you can take with you. You can also go back and listen to the episode that we did with my dear friend Connie Lawrence. And, you know, she acknowledges that there's an organic process to forgiveness. You can't rush it, but it's something that has to happen organically. You know, you can't just do it because you think you're being spiritual and taking the high road. Because sometimes that can keep you from feeling the grief or the sadness or the anger that's involved in, you know, whatever was the hurt in the first place. But when you're ready, if you truly are tired of carrying that cross with you. You don't have to bring it into 2019. You don't have to bring that suffering. You can lay it down. You can let it go. And it's going to create so much space in your life to breathe easier, to create a sense of flow, to create loving new relationships, to create positivity, and maybe even bring your purpose to life. Because I truly believe that sometimes the experiences we've been through, the problems we've overcome, once we get there, we can become the change maker and we can help others on the path who have suffered as well. So that is the number two thing to let go of this year, forgiveness. The number three thing to let go of, to create more space, more blessings in your life this year, Toxic relationships. I'm going to give you the advice my mentors gave me well over a year and a half ago. You deserve a partner who supports you and your dreams. You deserve a family who supports you and your dreams. You deserve friendships who support you and your dreams. But romantic relationships are typically the toughest for us to let go of. And if you're a woman listening to this podcast, I want you to know you deserve to feel cherished in your relationship. If you don't, there's a problem. You also deserve to feel safe in your relationship if you're a woman. And I'm not just talking about, you know, physically safe. Hopefully, if if there is a physical threat to you in the relationship, you've already left it. But I'm talking about emotionally safe. 
You deserve to be able to speak up, to express your wants, your desires, your feelings, and have that be heard and understood and valued by your partner. By the way, for the fellas too, the masculine energy has needs in a relationship too. Gentlemen, I want you to know you deserve to be respected by your partner and you deserve to be encouraged. You know, if you're in a relationship with someone who criticizes you, with somebody who tells you that you're not enough on a regular basis, there's a problem there as well, and we need to address that. But so often, we'll hang on to toxic relationships. We will hang on because we're afraid we won't find anything better. Or people will up-level from a relationship where they were abused, and then they get into one where they're just neglected, and nobody pays attention to them, and somehow that feels better. And yes, while that is better than being threatened all the time and being afraid for your life, that's still not the direction we want to move in. That's surviving. That's not really thriving. The tricky thing when it comes to romantic relationships, you know, because relationships happen in all forms, but I truly believe that romantic relationships are the trickiest because they're the ones that will absolutely trigger your deepest wounds. We are drawn chemically, psychically to the partner that's going to trigger our biggest wounds. If you're a person who is more avoidant, if you're scared of getting into a commitment, you're always drawn to that person who's a little clingy and a little too aggressive. Isn't that the case? And if you're a person who is scared to death of being abandoned in relationship, is it not true that you fall for the person who kind of wants to hold you at arm's length every now and then? Have you ever noticed that that pattern for you can repeat in relationships. And the reason it happens is because what I've learned on my journey is that the entire purpose of an epic romantic relationship is to help you heal your trauma. So a lot of times we kind of create romantic relationships that resemble our relationship to our parents, that sort of duplicate some of our greatest hurt, because if two people can come together and be present with one another without blaming, without name-calling, without cross-complaining, but if you can truly be present with your partner when they're hurting and be there with a sense of empathy, you can heal those old wounded parts of yourself, you know? So that is why romantic relationships are necessary and they are transformative when you truly find that person who can love the parts of you that you weren't even sure are lovable. But sometimes we end up with partners who aren't willing to do the work. Sometimes we end up with partners who blame us for everything that's gone wrong in the relationship. And I'm not telling you that if there is a disconnect in the communication, if you're not on the same page, that you have to leave right now, but you absolutely need to find a therapist, a counselor, a couples coach, somebody who can help you work through that together as a team. You've got to get on the same page. One of the quickest ways to ensure that, you know, divorce or breakups are around the corner is if one person is going to couples counseling and the other says, oh, I don't need that. You know, as one person starts to grow, You need that person growing with you. And it doesn't mean that you both need to enjoy yoga or enjoy football Sundays together or enjoy the same exact activities, but there needs to be a commitment to growing as a couple in terms of your communication. And if the other person is not agreeable to that, chances are you're in a toxic relationship and it's time to reevaluate that because you can invest so much time in trying to wish and hope and change the other person that it will deter you 
from your purpose. It will keep you from truly finding the joy and the happiness you deserve. So that is the number one thing that we want to let go of in 2019. Number four, putting yourself last. There is a reason when you look at the world's highest performers and high achievers, one of the qualities that they all have in common is most of them are way early risers. You know, getting up at like 4.30, no later than 5 o'clock in the morning. And why do they do that? Because they know that they want to start their day committing to the things that are going to fill them up emotionally, physically, spiritually. They know that they want to knock out the two or three most important tasks of the day that are going to move them closer to their goals. And they want to do it before the rest of the world creeps in and eats up their time. How many of you are starting your day right now hitting snooze five times, you're rolling out of bed 45 minutes before work, you're scrambling to get showered, you're hurrying into the office, there's a stack of emails already in your inbox, there's a pile of work on your desk, and you immediately jump into the duties of the day for your company, for your boss, for your clients, before you've even decided how you want to feel each day. How many of you are waking up in the morning and you're making sure that your spouse is taken care of and that the kids are taken care of, but meanwhile, it's another morning you put off getting on the elliptical or getting on the treadmill. It's another morning where you said you didn't have time to meditate or to eat healthy food to put into your body. You didn't drink the green juice because you stopped through Starbucks and loaded up on a caramel frappuccino with the extra sugar. And you had that goal January 1st that, hey, I'm going to get healthy, and now there's no time. And you think you're eating healthy because you get the gluten-free breakfast sandwich at Starbucks. <laughs> it's all, like, freezer-burned, and they're microwaving it. That is no way to live your life. And so many people, you know, push back on me. They're like, Dan, if I put myself first, I'm selfish. I'm a bad parent. I'm a bad partner. And nothing could be further from the truth. I've said it once. I've said it again. That if you aren't putting yourself first, if you are not filling up your gas tank each day, in whatever way you personally need, then you're not going to have the energy to show up for anybody to the level that you want. You're going to be the person who's snapping at your kids. You're going to be grumpy with your spouse. You're going to be checked out. You're not going to want to deal with people at night and just watch Netflix because you're looking for any way to not be responsible for anything else. You have nothing left to give. And this comes up time and time again. I've seen even a couple clients who've reached out and done you know consultation calls with me here in the month of January and their whole thing is, well, Dan, I have no time for myself. You know, I find that I really just put myself last and I'm ready to change it. I'm like, great, so let's sign up and we'll do coaching. And then they immediately go into another pattern about putting themselves last. <laughs> well, I'm just really busy with my kids. Maybe in six months, I'll have an hour a week to work with a coach, you know, or they say, oh God, well, you know, I could make this investment, but... You know, I want to pay for this uh, vacation that I want to send my husband on. Like, as if the husband can't take care of his own travel. Like, it boggles my mind. And the men do it just as much, too. You know, so I don't want to make this sound like it's just something that women are doing for their husbands. That is not the case. It's just the most recent example I have. But I see this happen all the time. If you are putting yourself last, you are losing. And the idea here is not to become selfish it's not to become self-involved. If you're just giving to yourself and that's where the giving stops, then yeah, chances are you're narcissistic. But I don't think you listen to this kind of podcast every week if you're a selfish person. But you do have to be self 
ish, self dash ish, just so that you can take care of the people in your life the way that you want to. The next habit that you want to give up, number five in 2019, digital distraction. So many of you are missing out on your own life because you're scrolling through on your phone and watching other people's lives unfold. And it's one of the big things that when that fear starts to come up, and we get caught up in our perfectionism and our procrastination that keeps us from working toward our goals, boy, that device in our pocket is a procrastination machine. Because the minute it's time to sit down and write a chapter for the book you want to do or to create your business plan or to search for the new job, all of a sudden you're like, what's going on on Facebook? And then we just distract ourselves over here. And, And social media, I believe, is the biggest addiction that we have right now. You know, just being buried in the phones. It's killing relationships. It's killing people's purposes. It's killing our productivity and it's killing our happiness because when we're living online, comparing our lives to the other people that we're looking at, then we start to judge ourselves. So that's why there are so many studies out there that directly correlate the amount of time on social media that one spends with the levels of dissatisfaction that they feel in their life. Put the phone down and get to work, take that hour and a half a day, and put it towards something that's going to move you forward, closer to the goals that you want to achieve. The sixth thing that you want to give up to create the life that you want in 2019, not asking for or receiving help. So many people just out there suffering in silence, thinking that they have to figure it out by themselves, that they have to go it alone, you know, that are trying by sheer force of willpower to create a new life. And generally, if that's your approach, it's just to say, well, this year I'm going to have better willpower. What it means is, is you're just doing more of the failed strategies, but you're just trying to do it more often. (laughs) I'm going to do more of the things that have failed me in the past. When in reality, it's about asking for help. Nobody does it alone. There's going to be times when you need to ask your partner to sit with the kids while you work on the things that are important to you. There's times at work when you got to ask a coworker to step up and pull their weight. You know, you might be the person right now listening who's always taking on other people's work that they're not getting done. It's time to let it go. Ask for help. And allow yourself to receive it. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you vulnerable. It just makes you more equipped and to have the bandwidth and the mental space to create the life that you want. So whether it's asking for help at home, whether it's finding a coach, a mentor, a therapist, whatever it is, find somebody who can help you fast track your goals and create that time in your life. And one bonus thing that I want to get to that I'm surprised I didn't write this down in my notes because it's my core message. But one other thing that you should let go of this year to create the life that you want is a soul sucking job. Because it's where you're spending the most time at work. You have 168 hours available to you in the week. Let's say that you're sleeping six hours a night. I would prefer you're sleeping eight, but most people aren't doing that. So if we take that time, you know, you've got about 126 waking hours available to you in the week. And the majority of that, you're spending working. You know, the average American spends 47 hours a week in the office. Most of you that I talk to who reach out to me for coaching are working anywhere from 55 to 60 hours a week. It's the biggest chunk of time that you have. And if the work that you're doing does not spark joy in you, if you don't feel meaning, then you're not going to feel fulfillment. If you're not feeling fulfillment, you're not feeling joy. And if you're not feeling joy every day, you don't have a life. 
I don't mean to be dramatic about it, but I just want to state what's true. You know, I know what that's like to be in the career four years too long. And there are so many of you right now who are thinking, well, you know, if I just get the promotion and I can make a little more money, even though I don't love the job, that's going to make everything better. And it never does. I've never seen one person who got the pay raise at work at a job that they hated and it brought long-term fulfillment. And if anything, getting the pay raise serves as a bigger anchor around your neck, keeping you stuck. Because the more money you make, the harder it is to walk away from the job. You think, oh God, I got to replicate this salary. And you know, I'm never going to be able to do that in the first year of pursuing my dream career. So I have to stay. And you do. And you continue to leak cortisol and stress hormones into your body. And you continue to weaken your immune system. And you continue to be fatigued. And you continue to suffer at home and in your relationships and in your health. And eventually, it leads to collapsing. There's no happy ending in that scenario. Life really is about discovering your purpose and aligning every aspect of your life with that. That's the key to Life Amplified. What is my purpose? And how am I bringing it to life? And you might not know your purpose yet. Most people don't. Uh, But having that mentorship, that ties in with the other point I gave you about asking for and receiving help. You know, nobody gets through it alone. And you are worthy and deserving of having extraordinary support this year. And I hope that you allow yourself to seek that. I hope that this is the year you make the investment, you make the commitment in yourself. I'm so excited. I've had so many new clients uh, just in the first 10 days of this month who are signed up. They've made that commitment and they're scared about doing it. But underneath the fear is a sense of excitement because they know that they're setting themselves up to get different and better results. And I love talking to people like that. So I hope that this episode really sets you up to let go, to create some mental space in your life. We know about minimalism living and having a clean and feng shui physical space in your home. But this is about creating that emotional feng shui. Here's what we're giving up this year in 2019. Blame, grudges, and resentment giving up toxic relationships, giving up the habit of putting yourself and your needs last, giving up digital distraction, giving up the pattern of not asking for or receiving help and support, and finally, giving up a soul-sucking job that drains you. If you got rid of just two of those things from your life this year, what new could be created? What would be the benefits of living that way? And if you're having a hard time giving it up, if you're having a hard time letting go, if you're scared of the change, I would be honored to help you and mentor you forward. Right now, my spots for January coaching are all filled up, but I am opening up my waiting list for the month of February. It's a great time for you to fill out your application and get on the list. You can do that at my website, creativesoulcoaching.net. Just fill out an application. We'll set up a complimentary 30-minute discovery call, and we will get you moving in the right direction toward your purpose, toward your dreams, toward the life that you want and you deserve. Thank you so much for spending this time with me today. It is always my biggest honor and privilege to serve you. If you love what you're hearing and you want some additional free training sent to your inbox, you can sign up for that as well at my website. Go check that out. And in the meantime, turn down the volume on your negativity, turn up the volume on your purpose. It's time to live life amplified. I'll talk to you next week.
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.